the battle of your life has been won. You know, God told me to start teaching it from here. You remember? I started to teach you from here. And that is very, very simple. Maybe let me help you back into it. And I want to help you back into it because without referring to anything, I want to remind you what God told us, which you must be doing. When I teach you the Bible, you must know what I teach you and you must reproduce it. It's 1 Corinthians chapter 15, verse 57. You must remember the things I teach you by writing it down and going through it. And it says, thanks be to God. He gives us victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. Two major things that God uh, uh, spoke to you in this January. That is one. And I told you, if you read within the lines, this, the first certainty of this scripture is that we, mo- we must go through battles. Alright? The second certainty in this scripture is that before our battle begins, the victory has been declared. You remember I told you that? I can't hear you, church. <laughs> so if that be the case, you do not fear for battle. When battle comes, it will come to your mind. 1 Corinthians fifteen fifty-seven that the victory, God knew the battle will come. He had determined victory before he allowed the battle. God will not allow the battle that will defeat you to come to your life. You get it now? So, which means, the thought thing says, that victory is through our Lord Jesus. So, in battle, you don't need to cry. You only need to seek Jesus. That what, is the, what is the weapon to defeat this one? If you spend your time seeking God, that Father, come on, intervene in this as you have promised. You know? Rather than complaining about why the battle should be and all stuff like that, as if you don't know the battle will come. Whatever that battle is, and you spend your knees not blaming anybody for the battle, knowing fully well that God says, we have battle in every area. Battle is when, when something, somebody just rises against you over not normal thing that should be yours, and you see yourself, somebody just says that, well, you are not going to get it. That's it. Or something just, uh, you know, threatening anything God has really given you. It's a battle. From sickness, infirmity, to confusion, to disappointment and stuff like that. But if your mind approaches your life this way, you will have peace and you will not be tossed to and fro. It is in confidence that God marches into victory. You would rather celebrate and sing praises. And we looked into weapons of battle. We looked into praise and worship. 7 Chronicles 20. How praise can cause God to fight. We look into prayer as well, how God uses prayer to fight. But tonight as well, let me reflect your mind on what God spoke to us last. And that is Acts chapter 1, the book of the actions of the apostle. It's in the former book of Theophilus, I wrote about all that Jesus began to do and to teach. So I have explained that to you, that the life of a Christian should be action first, not words. Actions before words. Act upon the instruction and then teach about the instruction. You know, I've met some Christians across the globe who said, no, Christianity didn't work for me. <laughs> yes, the Lord even showed me this today. You know, some people say to you that, my church didn't work for me. 
You had that before, wave your hands to me. Somebody has said that to you before, wave to me. Now let me give you the answer the Lord spoke to me today to them. People who say that, they will go into, when they say church, they mean Christianity. Okay, I'm not talking about churches where they lie to them and all stuff like that. If you go to a place where they lie to you, or they just tips your head and brain and just make you feel hype, so that your adrenaline is pumped up. Alright, it amounts to nothing. It is useless times useless to exponential. Useless is uselessity. I would gather now. You only spend years there to wake up that you have wasted all your youth age. Chasing over child. But when you are in a place anywhere in the world where the man of God there preaches the word and he acts the word. Okay? He's not one of those who call you for prayer and he is sleeping. Alright? He's not one of those who tell you to do something and he's not doing it. He's He's not somebody who tells you about miracles, but he doesn't work in miracles. He's not somebody who talks about prophecy and he never prophesies. Or tell you about vision, he never seen one. No, 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 no. If you are in a church where the man experiences the word and walk the word and fulfill the word, then he teach you. Then, you know what? Just glue your head there and do what he tells you. I would gather now. So, if someone says that in such environment, I don't, I mean, the church didn't pay for me. This is what you ask them. You see, the next thing that the devil will give them, you will see them so committed to that because they're under a slave master. But the fact is this. Ask them, what were you involved in the church? Like in Christ the Tabernacle, we pray every day. Have you been coming every day to pray? Some people do. We have night vigil every weekend now. Have we been coming to night vigil? Some people do. Every Saturday we go out on the streets. Have we been coming to the streets to, to go with them to the streets? Some people do. We have various departments in the church. Where people function in various ways to serve, we use their gift to serve God. Which one do you belong to? People who say that they do nothing, they belong to nothing. Are you with me now? Useless times useless over useless to exponential. Useless is useless city. Are you ready, Mena? Somebody who says, I belong to this bank. I have been employed in this bank. Alright? And he doesn't report for, for work every day. And he keeps on telling people that, you know, I've just been employed as the director of the HSBC bank. How long will that directorship employment, how long will it last? So if you are in a church and you do not serve God the Bible way, no wonder you can't get the Bible result. If all your life is that somebody should pray for me and I say amen, the day will come that that mother pray, they will lie him here in state. And he can't pray for you anymore. And in that day you will cry. If someone pray for you, is it not for you to, to learn how they pray for others? Come on now, let's speak. You know, I live prayer, I live prayer, I live prayer, I live the scripture, quote scripture, quote scripture. Why am I doing that? So that you will be like that because the child of a liar must be a liar. It's not by gift, it is by study the word. So, therefore, in the book of Acts it says, I wrote about what Jesus began to do and then to teach. So God is saying to us, we must do first 
and then teach. Don't tell me there is no way when there are thousands of ways, good ways I'm talking about. Don't tell me that prayer doesn't work when you pray only 10 minutes in a day. Nobody passes examination by reading one hour in a day. You fail, my friend. The result is very good, but it's a good failure. Are you understanding me now? So, the same thing with God. Your dust is what God is interested in. And that is why we trigger everything that God has said. You know, I don't believe that there are some people who are just quiet and calm. You are a liar because you, if you are quiet and calm, why did you go to job? Why are you working Monday to Friday? Why don't you not go to work and expect money to be paid? If you can go to work and know how to be diligent in work, know how to be faithful in work, you can't tell me that, you know, you know, church, yeah, you have some, some excuses and stuff like that. Come on, consider it. You must act first. Let me say this to you. There are some of us in church that our job, you know, is, is the time of our job is different from the time of, is contrary to the time of church. Like we have meetings in the evening and pray in the evening, but you are a night, night shift person. That's why we also have Shiloh pillars in the day, 10 a.m. in this church. And some people come, I see them in their nurse uniform. They come from hospital. After working overnight, they come to Shiloh Pillar and they go home and sleep. I will get them now. Look, every Christian that have company, let me tell you the cheapest way to explode your company. Observe the hours of prayer. You will be marveled. Somebody can put all his head, all his brain, trying to work it out. And God is looking at you and shaking his head. Let me help you. No, 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 God. I can help myself. That's the attitude of somebody who is a self-employed. You have your own business. And from the resumption of your business to the end of your business, God is not mentioned. You don't have time with him. You can't expect him to bless you. He won't. You will receive the blessing of the Gentiles. The ungodly. Am I talking to you? Come on now, church. You are entering to the month of power. Okay? And you need to get this drunk sunk into your mind. That Jesus that we serve began to what? Do first. And then he, he taught. Write this down. Three areas, significant areas that you must be doing. Number one, the area of your way of life. Hebrew 13.7 Remember your leaders who spoke the word of God to you. Consider the outcome of their way of life and what? Imitate their faith. So it spoke, that scripture spoke to both leaders and members. Consider Apostle Williams. Alright? I will say this. Remember Apostle Williams. Who spoke the word of God to you? Consider the outcome of his way of life. And follow. Are we together? I can hear you. Say amen. amen. Good. You know something with Apostle Williams? I do not take failure for finality. 
If I fail, it's just a warning to do better. If I fail, I cannot sit down at home and be thinking because it doesn't make me pass. If I fail, what do I do? I read more. I look at the areas that occupy my time, which I should have used to study, but I wasted by myself. It's not demon that make you fail. It is your choice to fail. And so, because you choose to fail, so you fail indeed. Am I with somebody? So, Apostle does not say that because I'm a married man, I fail. My wife made me fail. My children made me fail. My friend made me fail. No, 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 no. Apostle let sit down and say, your 24 hours, how do you spend it? When do you wake? When do you sleep? What do you do? What do you engage your time with? So when you chalk out all the wasteful times, then you read. So when you read back, the same thing you feel. You do it again, and you will pass to the place where your lecturers will be happy for your pass. It will happen to you. If I can't keep a home, I don't blame my wife for not respecting me. I look for what am I doing as a man that is making woman disrespect me. This it means I lost my headship. Where did I put my head? I check it. Then I correct it. Then I go back to my wife. She will respect me. Hello, somebody. Maybe it's the way I treat her. Maybe it's the way I treat myself. God forgive you. This scripture says, therefore, remember your leaders. And I will apply that to all of the leaders in this church. Your way of life is paramount. Because people ought to be able to point to you and say, I want to be like that man. In the way of life. The last scripture in that verse, very, very quickly. Look at First John. First John chapter 2. I read this to you, write it down because I have five more minutes now. First John 2. From verse 1, he says, My dear children, I write this to you that you will not sin. But if anybody does sin, we have, we have one who speaks to the Father in our defense. Jesus Christ, the righteous one. Alright? The meaning of that is that don't let one sin that you fell into destroy the whole of your future. If you made a mistake, what do you say to your parents? I'm sorry. When, they, when you are growing you up as a baby, if you made a mistake, one thing your parents will say to you is that, what do you say? Is that so? So once you say you are sorry, they use that to teach you to say sorry when you make mistakes and to recognize that as a man you make mistakes. That is a mistake for every age in life. And when you grow beyond that age, you can't make such mistakes anymore. But what is not good, if you don't say to your parents you are sorry, what would they do? They spank you. Because that would mean you are rebellious. So is God. So is God. When you say you are sorry, you don't go back to it. But you see what it says in verse 2. He is the atoning sacrifice for our sins. And not only for our sins, but for the sins of the whole world. Now verse 3 is business. We know that we have come to know him. If we do what? Obey his commands, your way of life. The man who says, I know him, but does not do what he does, is a liar. His command is a liar. 
and the truth is not in him. Verse 5 says, but if anyone obeys him, God's love is truly made complete in him. This is how we know we are in him. By doing what? Obeying him. By doing what? Behaving like him. To please him. Then verse 5, verse 6 says, whoever claims to live in him must also do what? What? Hey! You must work like Jesus did. He prayed for his enemies. He loved those who despised them. He did not allow the crookedness of men against him to determine what he would do to them. He allowed people to be crooked. If somebody is so saucy and spoke to you so disrespectfully, that is minus one. Okay? If you reply him as he did, then that is minus two for God. At least one of us is saucy. The other one should be holy. I will get that. And God is looking at maybe if you are the only two children he has in this life. And somebody was saucy and you followed him. God lost completely. Don't you understand? You live to please only one person. Your father in heaven. For anybody who contravenes, he will punish him. And anybody who is a joint contributor will not go it will not go scot-free. So understand the principle of life like Christ. The second thing that the Bible says that you must do, that is in our act, hard work. So your way of life, the first one. Second is hard work. Hebrews chapter 6 verse 12. We do not want you to become lazy, but to imitate those who through faith and patience inherited what? What has been promised. These people work hard. And they were patient. Alright? You want to earn six figures? Slow and steady wins the race. What you do today is what will determine what you earn tomorrow. Understand that. You want to earn six figures in five years? Then serrate your five years. And have a solid plan. Concrete thing you do. One day adding to the other. Cumulative. Focus. And consistent. Without that. Your six figures will be an illusion for 40 years. Whereas you will have achieved it five years ago. Am I telling you something? The men of faith. They were not lazy. Alright? They were hard workers. And they were patient. And they received the promise. You must not be lazy. Satan engages lazy hands. And the last one is, you must be an example in your speech. Your way of life, number one. Hard work, number two. Speech, number three. Come on, let me say something to you. Apostle Williams is a priest. Yes. Correct. They call me priest. Mm-hmm. As I'm dressed like this, especially with my chain, and the cross under it. The meaning of that is I'm a cross bearer for the whole church. Now listen to me, therefore. No priest will succeed if he's not a hard worker. Success doesn't come by miracles. It comes by obedience. 
Are you with me now? No Christian will succeed without hard work. So, if we are hard workers, physically, we will be committed to serving God. Hard workers in the Lord. I will get that. Your attitude to God will be your attitude to your business, it will be your attitude to your life, it will be your attitude to your work. If you cannot make a groundbreaking success in God, forget it. In life, watch, watch it, watch it. It's always procrastination. And I, next year I will, next year I will be better, next year I will be better. For 15 years it's not better. Why? Because you are lazy. If you are able to educate yourself towards God, it will become instrumental to your life, to your business, to your marriage and everything. I tell you, the better of God you are, the better of life you are, you will become. I beg you to listen to me. I'm not teaching you what is strange. I'm helping you to understand the life of the scripture in the practical. Look, have you seen a woman pregnant by a man, impregnated by a man, and she gave birth to a cat? Because cat didn't impregnate her. I would mean that. You know, during this week, we started my seminar, which will continue on the first, second, third. And I wrote, read to you epilogue. And you saw a lot of characters that is terrible man. And you saw a lot of characters that is terrible woman. Okay? Now, what I want to help you understand is, what you sow is what you reap. Yeah? Am I talking? You want peace in marriage, so on. What did the Bible say? Jesus said, Blessed are what? Peace. Uh-huh. They shall be called what? Sons. Hello. You want peace in your home? So it. Was so a man, so it. That shall he reap it. Hallelujah. You want prosperity? So hard work. Was so a man, so it. That shall he repent. You want blessings from God? Then sow to God. Because if you do not have anything in God, you hinder God from blessing you the way he would have done it. He will still bless you with crumbs that fall from the table. Because he will do it to the witches and the wizards and the, all the rest of them. But what makes you distinct among all others is that the life of God lives in you. And God expects you to give that life back to Him. By worship, by commitment, by obedience to Him. <laughs> we don't have time. Yes. Yes. So, First Timothy... Chapter 4, verse 12. Write it down. Don't let anyone look down on you because you are young. Set an example for believers in speech, in life, in love, in faith, and purity. That's why we are stopping. Look, 
score yourself in these things I'm saying. Set an example in speech. When you are angry, don't speak. When you are provoked, don't speak. In life, show an example. Alright? Don't be fake. Be real. In love, don't let your love be high service. Don't love to kill. And don't love blindly. You know, when we looked at the epilogue of men and epilogue of women, I told you, if those of you who are not married yet, if you see a man whose behavior is like this, run from the madding crowd. You remember I told you? Look, sometimes to, to get rid of a relationship pains. It pained me in 1973 when I broke a relationship I was in from 1969. 69, 70, 71, 72, 73. Four years relationship. And my parents have agreed. Our parents already, they are shaking hands for, for dowry. And they will send me to their house. The mother, the parents will come and say to the lady, go and cook for your husband. You understand that? When the person that you want to marry, the daughter, is said, they go and cook for me. They cook for me, I eat. My parents will send me, go to your, take this to the house of your wife. You know? So as far as they are concerned, we are going to be married, married together. And I thought I loved her, really. You know why I thought I loved her? Because of what I saw. Hmm? Her nose is beautiful. Her eyes is beautiful. He behaves nice. He's a good woman. Eh? But you know, Satan can be good. I will get it. He masquerades like angels of light. You only need to open the gown, the white gown, before you see tail. And you know it's the devil. So, the day that God will bring it to an end, yeah, we're just discussing. No more discussion, happy discussion. And then, you know, the discussion became argument because of church. Serving God. I said, would you, I heard you just say now that you will never dance before God. I said, because the sister was there pumping her, you must not be a fool. You know, no man should dictate to you. You know, you have to have your own mind. I said, I call her Nindia. Did you just say now you're not dancing, church? Ah, he said, I'm a Catholic. We don't dance like that. He says, you Pentecostal people, I don't know how you are not ashamed. And it rang bell from my eyes to my head. And the clock in my head changed. All the beauty I saw became ashes. Why? Because you cannot be beautiful if you are not truthful to God. I recognize that my mother in her life and my father never quarreled. Once. Never. And I came from a family where the father and mother respect one another, honor one another. They love one another. Mother. You know, Number one, I was in argument. Number two, she can't serve my God. I just said to her that 
I asked her for the last time. Will you stand before God? She said, no. I said, see you. I'm gone. And I walked away from four years close, intimate relationship. You think I didn't feel some pain when I left? It's better for me to feel that pain. And today, I'm enjoying my life to my old age. If I did not leave her, I would not meet mommy. I would mean her. Three months after I left her, because if, you, if I say stick my head in it, if another person come, I won't see. I would mean her. When I turn my back, I don't look back. Three months after I met my wife, when I saw mommy in the midst of the people, inside my spirit I recognized, without any doubt, that is your wife. It's like the voice spoke distinct to my spirit. That is your wife. Okay? I stood away. Some boys were going to her and also, when everybody finished their rigmarole, she sat there. She did not answer anybody. All of them were sending them down. When I got there, <laughs> to God be the glory. But you know something? If I did not break away from the last one, my eyes will not see this new one. It's painful. There are some friends, some of you are, you are, you are intimate with. Cut them off. Life wasters. If you fool me yesterday, you didn't add value to my life. You fool me yesterday for yesterday, you didn't add value to my life. If you fool me today, I will take the phone and say, in your life, don't call me again. Okay? Because all the time you call me, you just waste my life. You don't say anything concrete. Somebody said that is hard. You better be hard so that you can live well. Therefore, understand. Your love must not be blind. With your eyes open, you love. But what God is saying here is this. Don't repay people evil for evil. Your speech must be salted, be frank, and be truthful. Your life must be straight without compromise. And if you are a straight person, you cannot befriend people who are not straight. Either they are your sex or they are different sex. Okay? You cannot befriend... I told you uh, uh, during, uh, uh, during uh, your epilogue, we will, don't miss first, second, third. All of you. Are you with me now? If you didn't come, Holy Ghost will go and hunt you and bring you here. Because I wanna, I'm talking deep about marriage. Very, very deep about marriage. You understand me? If a man is an angry man in courtship, he will be a wicked man in marriage. If a woman snaps a lot in courtship and a great argumentator, stay clear. You have not found the person you should marry. If in marriage, in courtship, a man cannot open all his life to you and a woman all her life, what I do and this is what I am, so that if anybody asks you, what is this woman doing at this time, you can tell that person, this is what she does. Or what is that man doing? This is what he does. Relationship like that, cut it off. It is fake and it is a lie, a deception of Satan. If you are every man who has a happy home here will tell me, when you meet the woman you, you will marry, you will tell her everything 
And sometimes you even tell us some lies. Yes? Am I talking truth? I'm on the pulpit. What you are not, you say you are. I know men who have said that. <laughs> I will mention one woman for you. So, when the woman now came and saw the man, that the man is not what he said. The woman said, I said, you said you had a degree. Where is your certificate? He said, oh boy, forget certificate. He <laughs> said, you said, you see a man standing. You're asking for certificate. Yeah, but you said you had a certificate now. <laughs> you know what I'm saying to you? Let's just go back to that. If you meet the person you want to marry, that should be your real person, the first thing is transparency. That is, that is a genuine, sincere transparency. It doesn't have to do with color or culture. Man is man. Are we understanding it? But if there is no transparency, then you must be very careful. The same thing, you must have a total peace in your heart. But when you have a little reservation, check up yourself, my friend. But if you have married, whatever you marry, you will live with that forever. Someone didn't say amen. If you have carried your own, you have to work it out. Amen. But for you, <laughs> speech, life, love, faith, and purity. Purity is to be sincere to the letter. Your yes is your yes, and your nay is your nay. It's to be transparent completely, without holding anything from yourself. These are the things that are characters that the Bible teaches us. We must be example. And we must do before we want, we teach. Let's stand up together. We're going to pray that God will make our heart and our life this word that he has spoken. Shall we just pray? Enable us to walk in your way. And enable us to fulfill what you have said. The thing that you have taught us, let us ask for discernment. Let's ask God for help. Tell the Lord, help me, O oh God, to live a life of example. In your office, in your career, those of you in school, in your school, in your business, in your field, that people will know you as an example, a good example of a Christian. In your relationship, a great example of a child of God. Help us, O oh Father. In Jesus' anointed name we are prayed. Oh Lord our God, we bless you because you are faithful. I thank you for all these people. As we enter the month of February, may the power of God go with you. I say it again. 
As we enter the month of February, may the glory of heaven surround you. What seems difficult shall be made easy. A special unction that came upon Oholea and Bezalel that they were able to do everything with ease by the unction of heaven. It shall come upon you, Christ with tabernacle. You will reason like God. You will see like God. You will understand like God. You will move like God. You will live like God. You will be victorious in everything that you lay your hands on. This is the last month before our anniversary. Your mouth shall be filled with laughter. As it is the month of power, power shall surround you. As it is the month of power, the power of God from heaven will decorate you. Every other power before you shall fall in the name of Jesus as of Nazareth. King of heaven, we thank you for the month of divine visitation. My Lord, the visitations that we have received, all of us, in the month of January, is a give back to power in us in the month of February. Father, before we get to the month of divine intervention, our eyes, our eyes shall be filled with visions. Our ears shall be full with testimonies. And your name shall be glorified. Those who have been wondering, I want to hear the audible voice of God. Receive in the name of Jesus. People who have been wondering, how does prophecy do? Unction of prophetic. Receive in the name of Jesus Christ. There are some who wonder what is a vision. God, you have been speaking to them by dreams. Lord, the last few days remaining in this January, let them enter the realm of visions, into the realm of trance. Oh my God! Let somebody receive vision. Let somebody receive trance. We bless you, Lord. Those who have difficult cases that we have brought to you, by the dawn of tomorrow, let them wake up with solutions. This we ask and thank you is done. As we ask in Jesus' anointed name. Somebody say amen. Somebody say amen. Put your hands together for the Lord.